Hello and welcome to another edition of the Third Shift Football Podcast. This time we talk about Week 12's all non-Thanksgiving games, take a look forward to Thursday Night Football, and recap the barn burner between the Steelers and the Colts. I'll get Josh to stop drinking here in a second. Josh, we're live! Everybody, how are you doing? Thank you for joining the Third Shift Football Podcast again. We greatly appreciate it. We stay up late to bring you all the coverage of the National Football League and occasionally some college stuff. And I'm joined by my co-host, Neil Tarver, who tries to brighten up my day after that Monday Night Football game between the Pittsburgh Steelers and Indianapolis Colts. Neil, how was your uh how was your uh, experience watching two god-awful teams? That's just putting it politely. It's bad, man. <laughs> you go you go from watching the Chiefs offense, which by their standards struggled this week, to watching the Colts her der der play calling. So it's something. And admittedly same with the Steelers, but um so let's talk about the Steelers first. Um outside of the third quarter, I actually really liked what they did with Kenny Pickett against a pretty decent to good defense with the Colts. Um, Kenny Moore got hurt for Indianapolis towards the end of the game, so I didn't really impact my uh, feelings on how Kenny played. I thought he was fine. George Pickens was still a monster. He had a couple of drops. One was actually really hard. Uh, Deontay Johnson's not very good. So I think I think the Steelers' offense needs to continue to put the O-line and get one more receiver. I think Kenny's the guy. I really do. I see enough that I'm like, all right, let's let's build around him. I I can see it. I wish they were a little more aggressive at getting the ball down the field. I mean, 20 of 28 for 174 yards. That's, what's the word, uninspiring. I wish they were better at pushing the ball down the field, but part of that could be their receiving You're right, that could be the receiving card. Deontay Johnson, I like him better than you, but he's a little inconsistent. George Pickens is more of a, like a, possession guy like a big body guy he's not a burner they just don't really have anyone to take the top off so that might be part of the problem um i liked what benny stell jr did when nachi harris went out so that was yeah. nice but overall i mean look they were better offensively tonight they moved the ball pretty well against a decent colts defense but it's still it's still uninspiring um the colts neil I, I had two. No, I have one gin and tonic. The Sabres actually made me get the gin and tonic. It blew a five to three lead while I was watching the Colts game. Um that, that started. And if I didn't have to get up in six hours, you know, I keep drinking. And you know what, Colts fans? Unless you're sober, don't please don't, you know, relax, whatever. Do what you gotta do to enjoy this football season that doesn't involve this fucking franchise. Just, just do whatever. Like, I'll watch every game. I love football. I always love the Colts. But just my care factor just doesn't matter. Matt Ryan, yeah, he has moments of greatness, vintage Matt Ryan, but he fumbles the ball. And John and Jonathan Taylor has a walk-in touchdown if he doesn't clamp the ball too early at the one-yard line. Matt Ryan threw a horrible interception to start the game. 
He almost had a game ceiling fumble, which he's done all year when he gets hit in the pocket. Nothing's new about what is the problem. Like Frank Wright was not the problem. He just wasn't. It, it's just a bad roster offensively. They have nice weapons and Michael Pittman, Karis Campbell, and Alec Pierce. Johnny Woods had a career day. I know his like one game he had two touchdowns in one game. Um, I think he's a solid tight end, but like who who are you throwing the ball to? It's really just Michael Pittman, right? That's the only Pretty guy much. you really trust. I like Paris and Alec are fine. They're gonna develop into nice guys because Paris is finally healthy this season, knock on wood. Jonathan Taylor can only do so much behind an offensive line that they've been better since Jeff's been there as the head coach, but they haven't been what they were last year, the year before, or three years before that, or when Andrew Luck was playing. So they're wasting a good defensive effort this year. This defense has been good. Like if this was a good offense, like we all expected, they're probably making a Super Bowl run because that defense is good enough. Like they're they would be they'd be like not content like Super Bowl contenders in the AFC, but they'd be like fuck around, find out contender behind the Chiefs and Dolphins and Bills. And they're just it's so frustrating. Like we're gonna talk about the Broncos here in a little bit, but the Broncos are clearly the most disappointing team of the season, and the Colts are a hard second. Maybe the Packers are second. Maybe. But this Colts team, like, they were supposed to win the division. They are supposed to make a playoff run with Matt Ryan. I, I just don't know what you do. They have too much talent to suck like this, but they also don't have enough talent. Is that fair? Is that a fair comparison? No, I think it's entirely fair. I mean, it, this this team, the second their O-line went down, like which they've not went down. That's wrong, but but kind of collapsed in on itself. Regressed. Regressed. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. The second that all regressed, this team was cooked. Their whole identity was running the ball. They didn't have the weapons in the outside to make up for it. They didn't have the quarterback to make up for it. And their defense has been good, but not good enough to like really completely shut teams out so they can win it that way. The regression of their O line, which they could have done some things to solve. They could have drafted an offensive lineman higher. They could have got an offensive. They could have got a left tackle somewhere. They could have done anything, but no, they let the one thing that was booing them degrade and it's killed the entire team. It killed your rushing attack. It killed your passing attack. It killed. It just, your entire offense died. Like that defense of was gassed on that touchdown drive to Steelers. Got the game winning touchdown. They were gassed. They were out there the whole fucking game. The Colts had zero yards out there in the first quarter. Zero goose egg. Like, what well, what are we doing here? I know, like, you can't always be great with Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck, but this is asinine. Chris Ballard better not have a job come January on Black Monday, whenever the hell that is. I think it's January 2nd or 9th. I think it's the 9th. And you got to just blow it up. Trade DeForest Buckner, trade Jonathan Taylor, trade Michael Pitt, maybe not trade Jonathan Taylor, Michael Pittman, but trade some of those veterans on the defensive side of the ball, get some more picks and restart. I'm fine with that. I really am. It's just, Neil, they scored 20 points three times all year, and two of those was exact, or, hold on, let me make sure I got that right. One, two, three. 
four. Four times they have scored 20 points at 12. That doesn't get it done. No. We talk about that the Broncos a lot this year. What would they be, 9-1, right? If they Somewhere scored that, yeah. 18 fucking points? I don't know, yeah. man. It's hard. Yeah, you're off. Offense broke, and then you fired the two people who could have maybe fixed it. I mean, I get why Wright was losing the room. I somewhat understand why he lost his job, Marcus Brady. But you're not helping it by hiring a guy who clearly has never had coached before. The clock management and the way he play called, they play called that final try. Kind of evidence of that. And then you have a dude that's never called plays before in Park Frazier. Like, yeah, he had yeah. a good game against the Raiders. The Raiders don't have a defense. No. Unless they play, unless they play the Broncos. No. <sighs> Anyway, I think it's a good win for Steelers. They're not making the playoffs. This is not the year. They're not going to have a 500 record. They're going to lose some more games, but it's a nice win for Steelers and Monday Night Football. I feel I feel like they should have flexed this game. It had no business being on prime time. No business. We should be able to flex games after week 10. We know who teams are after four weeks, really. Really, eight, eight weeks for sure. So. I'm with you after week 10. We should be able to flex every game that we want to. I mean, I get it. There's sometimes CBS won't give up a game, but. You got anything you want to add? No. It's well, just sad. Um, it's all so sad. I went 10 and 6 in money line. Neil went 11 and 5. Thanks, Colts. I went 10 and 6 in ATS. Neil went 9 and 7. Thanks, Cowboys. Yep. Thank you, Cowboys. Now, now, um, we thank you for listening to this podcast We're on most podcast platforms. We're on Apple, Google, Spotify. You can find us on Twitter as well at TTSF underscore podcast. Neil, it is time to look back at week 12, which gave us some eventful games, some blowouts. And yeah, that's all I got. It was a good week, though. I would like to first <laughs> um, say a big thank you to Josh Jacobs for carrying my fantasy teams. Thank you for the 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 slow clap, the gentle golf clap. Um, anything you're thankful for before we go through the slate? I'm thankful the Chiefs played the Rams this week, so that C plus ass game they played uh, didn't end up hurting them. Let's start there. Let's start with the Chiefs Rams. Um, the Chiefs covered by a half a point from what the spread we took. Um, not, I would say the first quarter was good from the Chiefs and then they took, it seemed like they took the foot off the gas and would not convert in the red zone. Yeah, they, what was it? One for five, one for six. I'm going to say one for five because I think the sixth one was that one where they really ran it up the gut three times in the clock yeah. and then they kicked a field goal. So I'm not going to hold that against them. They're one for five in the red zone in this game which is unusual for them. They were 72% the rest of the year, so I'm not exactly going to panic. It's one game. I'm not going to yell and go crazy, but yeah, it was just, they honestly, the Chiefs didn't look that engaged in this game. They were trying to be too cute. You could see Mahomes was trying to do stuff. Their red zone packages were like, they tried to do a double pass, which almost worked. Credit to Jalen Ramsey for breaking that up. They tried to do a bunch of stuff, and it's one of those... Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they were looking forward to the Bengals a bit with how bad the Rams have been. I would agree with that. Um, when are teams going to learn to not single cover, single cover Travis Kelsey? Possibly when? never. Just wild. 
that his touchdown run was just a simple uh, out and in route in the middle of the field. Patrick throws a dime to him, and Travis just runs around everybody. That that's Travis Kelsey in a nutshell. And I don't know why team like that was against Jalen Ramsey too. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I just don't understand the philosophy of single covering probably the best tight end to ever play the game. He's on the Mount Rushmore of tight ends. Like who else are you afraid of with the Chiefs besides maybe Tooney and Juju? That's it. And the Rams, that pick's going to look really good to the Lions. If you're a Lions fan, you got to be really happy. Yeah, oh. because you'll uh, so far you've been able to basically play what you want, be a team on the rise, and still potentially have a top five pick. So, yay, good for you. I liked Bryce Perkins actually. I think his arm needs some improvement. That first that pick, that first pick was his fault. He tried to shove it somewhere. It absolutely should not have been. Uh, second one was just a tip ball at the line. Those are always chaos. But he looked okay. I I liked his legs. His legs really nice. He extended a bunch of plays, did some really nice stuff, was evasive be, in the pocket. He has the potential to be a very good backup, borderline yeah, starter, because yeah. of his legs. Because that's what football is fully transitioned to, is finding that next mobile guy who can throw, which is Jalen Hurts. And in Gosh fairness, out. if you're the Rams, having a guy you picked up as, I think, a UDFA, I'm not sure, but it'd be really low our draft pick or UDFA. If you can start getting starter caliber reps out of him when Stafford eventually retires or finally gets out of his contract, that's a big deal. Yeah, it'd be very helpful. Um, let's move to the Saints 49ers real quick. Um, I'm a little concerned with this Niners offense again. They have too many weapons. To only score 13 points. In fairness, they were facing a healthier Saints defense, which can be very good, but it's the same problem we always have with them. They have all these weapons, they have all these weapons, and then Jimmy does Jimmy shit, where he's inaccurate randomly, he just makes the wrong read, does dumbass bullshit. And that's exactly what this game was. It's the same analysis out of all year. Yeah, when they're on, you're like, holy shit, this is a Super Bowl contender. I mean, fuck, they, their defense hasn't given up a second half point in five weeks. Now, admittedly, a lot of people are choosing to start that from week seven for, for a reason. But <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Kansas City. Ah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, for the last five weeks, since week seven, I'm like, oh, yeah, what happened to week seven? <laughs> they played 30 points, you say. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that defense is lights out, but again, it's the Saints. They're I don't know what's going on with Jameis, but you can't convince me Andy Dalton is a starting quarterback in this league anymore. And I don't know what the Saints are doing. I mean, they have that draft pick, right? They no, um, no, they don't. The Eagles have it. They the traded Eagles have it. So why, why are you why are you starting Andy Dalton when you can continue to throw Jameis out there and see if Jameis is your guy for the foreseeable future? They must not think he's healthy. Would be either they don't think he's healthy, or you know their new coach is a defensive guy. Maybe he doesn't like the Andy doesn't turn the ball over as much. Although recently, um, look, listen, I understand the whole turnover thing. But they got to score. You, you can't win if you don't score. I know that's like very simple and dumb analysis, but it's the truth. And 
what has their offense been with Andy Dalton as a starting quarterback? Conservative it's been one as good hell. game. Been yeah, one good conservative game, as hell. They don't move the ball down the field. Look at all right. A perfect example um, would be the Colts. Right, Matt Ryan at least moved the ball down the field despite his turnover start the year, and then Sam Ellinger come in. Those two games, they did nothing. It's just the same thing. So, um, speaking of young quarterbacks, it is time. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Can oh. we transition to another game? By the way, just oh, which me? I was moving, I was doing Packers Eagles, but we can go to a game. That you I, I know, but I want to just because I want to say going off because I think this is probably going to happen. Hey Saints, you don't have a high draft pick. I don't mind the weapons you got. Olave's good. Maybe someday Michael Thomas will play again. Who knows? Jarvis Landry's all right. They have an okay receiving room. They have an okay O-line. I'm betting the Ravens are probably going to move on from uh, Lamar after this season. So, hey, Saints, just just putting this out there right now. It's a little early, but if, if, if Lamar hits the free agent market, just... Do that. I'll give you. I'll give you. A, I'll give you my analysis. Lamar's gone. I think so too. I think there's no way he stays after what just happened in Jacksonville. Well, I think it's going to be admittedly, and this is going to sound weird, a mutual thing because, yeah, I don't think that Lamar Lamar wants to get paid, and to some degree, he is. I get what he's saying. He was an MVP winner in 2019. He's been mostly ridiculously good most of the time he's been there so yeah i understand when to get paid but if you're baltimore your offense this year has been oh what's the word underwhelming is that lamar or is that the roster building yes i don't I, think i, I want to say it's helped the receivers yeah i think it's more like 60 percent roster building 40 percent lamar but at the same time, I can name one Ravens receiver right now, and I think he's hurt. Actually, I can name two, and the other one's kind of shit. There's yep. Robbins, Demarcus Robinson, who I only know because he came from the Chiefs, went to the Raiders, got cut, went to the Ravens, which should tell you something right the fuck there. And then Rashad Bateman. And I'm not even sure Rashad Bateman's played recently. He might have. I, mean, I don't Deshaun know. Jackson That's how had bad their passing attack is. Once a year pop off touchdown catch, which by the way, that was an awesome throw. Should have been that a was touchdown. Great. Oh yeah, I don't know what happened there. I guess his legs got tangled up. Yeah, I I don't understand it, but. But that's that's the problem. I, I don't think their offense is good enough around the edges. Like their O line hasn't been as good this year. The receiving core shit. Their running backs can't stay healthy to save their souls. Like my kingdom, my kingdom. And they keep fumbling the ball. Dobbins. Yeah, they keep turning the ball over. And then on defense, they get up to these decent leads, and then they turn the fucking pumpkins with all that talent. Happened again in this game. The Jaguars couldn't move the ball consistently at all for most of this game. Then the fourth quarter hits, and they give them 18 fucking points. It's been a problem all year. They cannot close down the stretch. Their offense does not help them close down the stretch. And then their defense goes to shit. This Ravens team is is in the contention for the top five most underwhelming this year. And I think it might drive Lamar and the team to split. I really Their do. schedule was easy. Their division was not going to be as hard until now. Deshaun Watson starts playing in week 13. The Bengals were suspect to start. Now they got their mojo going. I Yeah, you're 100% right. And if you're the Ravens, like you really fumbled it as a franchise. 
You should have moved on. For, if you knew he was not going to be your guy after his contract was over, you should have traded him and got some assets. It feels weird that we're bagging this much on a 7-4 team, but it's kind of like the Vikings last couple weeks. You watch them, and the eye test is bad. The eye test is really bad. Exactly. And more so than the Vikings, they have a couple of unforgivable losses. Like the Buff, the Bills loss, you're going to oh, it's the Bills. They were up 17 points on the Bills. How the fuck did you blow that? They were blowing out the Dolphins. They gave that up. They were uninspiring against Cleveland, Tampa Bay, Carolina. They blew a game against the Giants, and now they've blown one against Jacksonville. There are some bright red crimson flags for this team right now. And that's that's what we're getting onto. This team should easily be running away with this division, and they can't get out of their own fucking way. It's, it's funny you say the eye test. Another team like that is the Patriots. People are like, oh, the Patriots have a shot against the Bills. Blah, blah, blah. Bullshit. We'll get to that game in a little bit, but. Well, we, I thought we covered that on Thursday. Well, they they play the Bills on Thursday night. Oh, my God. I am, I'm here. That's fine. I'm a, it's I'm Monday a, I'm after a holiday. We're good. Yeah, I'm active. Late. But the point is, is that there are several teams, while the record looks good, looking at you, Vikings, looking at you, Ravens, looking at you, Patriots. Giants. And Giants. Sorry. I know it's facts. Watch them play for 60 minutes and you'll realize, oh, they're not quite there. They're not what the record indicates, which is really what we say about losing teams. This is about winning teams. Um, I want to go to the Packers-Eagles. I think we have to talk about this. Okay. The Aaron Rodgers era is over. Ooh. I am Ooh. willing to say that. I think Jordan, they have to play Jordan Love the rest of the season. They're not making the playoffs. Jordan's going to play really well in a vanilla offense with Matt LaFleur calling plays. And Christian Watson's starting to really blossom as an X receiver. And the Packers are going to have to make a really hard decision. Do they pick up Jordan Love's fifth-year option? Or do they trade him and let Rodgers continue to play and be screwed as a franchise? They're in the same position the Colts were with Andrew Luck and Peyton Manning. The difference is the Packers potentially have their guy and, and the Colts haven't drafted Andrew Luck. I, I really think this game marked the end of the Rodgers era. He's hurt. He has said if they're not in playoff contention, I would rest. I would like to rest. Well, he let me retract that. He actually said if we're in playoff contention, I want to play. That's what, he's at, that's what he actually said. I'm pretty sure I quoted it too without looking at it. The Packers gave everything they had to the Eagles, and it wasn't enough. No, They're not no. doing shit this year, and it's time to see what you got in Jordan Love. Yeah, and this is part of the problem with how they handle things as a franchise. They drafted Jordan Love four years ago now, and they've just had Aaron Rodgers stick around, take up cap hit. They haven't really done much with him. And I think most damningly, they can't figure out if he's the next step. And it's just, this will go down as one of the worst draft picks in NFL history, potentially. Unless he's the guy. Unless, yeah, if he's the guy, sure. But it could be like Aaron Rodgers again. But for right now, you have a guy who we're in year four and we're having to talk about him again for like the third time in three seasons of, is Jordan Love the guy going forward? We still don't have an answer to that. He still can't observe Aaron, despite how kind of shitty he's been playing the last couple of weeks. And yeah, 
they have to pick up his fifth year option, but they could have had a weapon by now. They could have used that to draft a weapon, which has been their consistent problem. And I don't think we'll ever know with Jordan Love, to be quite frank. I think Aaron's going to try and stick around. They're going to, the Packers are going to delude themselves into thinking they still have a shot this year or next year with a couple of things. And they're just going to. I think the biggest difference this time is those other years, the Packers were in playoff contention. They were Super Bowl contenders. This year, they're not. If you are the fran, if you're the franchise, you got to take a really hard look at yourself in the mirror, and say we can't do anything this year. Aaron's hurt. Let's just see what we have in Jordan. We have what six weeks left. I agree. I actually agree with this because Aaron's hurt. You're right. Aaron's hurt. You're not doing shit. Why not see what the rookie has? As far as the Eagles, I have concerns. Do you now? Uh, it's too up and down for me. Like they struggled like hell to score against the Colts and Texans. And then they couldn't stop a Packers offense that was egregious the last few weeks. And they couldn't stop Washington who just struggled at home against, um, God, I'm blanking on who they played. The Falcons. It's too up and down for me. I feel like that hot start, they're just not clicking like they were. It's just not quite there. Something seems wrong. I'm more. I, I don't I know am... if it's the middle of the season vibes. I just don't like what I'm seeing. Look, I'll agree with you. Their defense wasn't exactly lights out in this game. But for most of this game, especially in the second half, the Eagles were comfortably in control. There are two scores up pretty much every, like every, basically every drive in the second half. That's good. So they kept in control. They didn't take their foot off the gas. And honestly, after their offensive struggles the last couple of weeks, it was nice to see them come out and hang 40 on somebody via running the ball like madmen. I mean, Jalen had over 63 rushing yards. Yeah. Jalen had over 100 rushing yards in the first fucking quarter. Yeah. Like, oh, that, that was nice to see. It was nice to see their offense humming again. So I'll take that away. Look. Some days you're going to be a good offensive team. Some days you're going to be a good defensive team. That's just kind of how it works in the NFL. Even the best defenses have days off. And I hear that. I just, I, I'm not ready to say they're a first sure bet. Like they'll probably be the betting favorite in the NFC barring something happening the next six weeks. I just, I'm not as confident as I was like a month ago. I would agree with that. That that's my issue with the Eagles, but again, the offense was great. Jalen Hurts is great. Um, that's all I got. Hey, credit to Jordan Love; he did look good in this game. Like six I, for nine, I thought he looked great in a pick. That's great. That was good work. Good work, everybody. And it's not like the Eagles were putting in sec like backup players. He no, was playing he in would, starters. Like I thought, if he would have got the, I would love to see him get the ball again. And that with that two minute drive, yeah, great. I would love to see that. But I mean, he, I know the touchdown with Watson was just an easy slant round. Watson took it to the house, but those other throws, I mean, that was the Jordan love we saw in college. And I'm the shades of Mahomes guy, like people, you don't realize how good that dude was in college. He was like one of the best quarterbacks in college. Then, I mean, there was a reason I, I, we thought he was going to go second round and be a steal. And then the Packers shocked the world and, Pissed off Aaron, and then Aaron won two MVPs in a row. So there you go. 
Yeah, um, Packers, didn't you fuck up hard? Yeah, didn't you fuck up hard? Um, I want to talk Bengals Titans if we can. Let's do it. Are the Bengals for real? Because a lot of people said they're back and they're scary. Err, uh, I, 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 I don't know. I, I mean, I I mean know. to me, they did what you should do against the Titans: just get ahead and yeah. stay ahead. Because the Titans can't do anything when they're behind. But I also feel like we've done this a couple times already this year. They start 0-2, they win two straight games, hang 27 points on the Jets and the Dolphins. Like, oh, are the Bengals back? Lose to the Ravens. Uh, Score 30 on the Saints, score 35 on the Falcons. Oh, are the Bengals back? Get bitch-whipped by the Browns. Then they beat up in Carolina, beat up on a bad Pittsburgh team, and then played a tight but good game against a Tennessee team, which gifted them a W after a dumbass penalty on that last field goal. Oh, God. Took away a game-tying chance. So, yeah, I somewhat get what people are saying, and you're going to get Jamar back after this week. You're going to get, apparently, Joe Mixon back and the time-honored tradition of the Chiefs are in town. All those dudes we were holding out just in case are finally coming back, baby. Could they have played this week? Probably, but fuck it. Let's save them for the Death Star. Um, Every fucking game, it's you just look, it's like, all of a sudden, all these guys are back, and I get it. It's just maddening. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I think there's the there's the same team they were last year in there. They're just a high variance team. If they can't get the rush game going, if they aren't getting winning contested jump balls and winning downfield, they're gonna struggle. If their own line just randomly gives up 18 sacks a game, they're gonna struggle. But occasionally they'll have these stretches where the deep ball's hitting, they're winning all the 50-50 balls, their O-line's doing just enough, and then get their run game going, which shouldn't be a thing with them, honestly. But the way that Zach Taylor calls games, it is. If that's all working, yeah, it's great. I just don't know if it's consistent. It, it The same thing happened to them last year. They were up, they were down, they are up, they were down. They hit the playoffs, they had those three up games in the playoffs, and then the Rams happened, where wow. they just Let, sank into the earth in the second half. The thing with that playoff game, though, is Tannehill had all those turnovers. Yes. Like, right. That was bad. Um. If you're a Tennessee fan, I would not panic. No. Play the AFC South. <laughs> I mean, this yes. keep this keep improving and get hot in the playoffs. You have nothing to fear. Like I'd nothing. agree with that. They're gonna you're, you're... they're gonna win the division. They're gonna have a home playoff game and then you go from there. You have a good defense. Your offense has its moments. You're gonna make some noise in the playoffs. So it's like they did in 2019, where it's like, oh, they're 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 okay, and then Derrick Henry just catches fire. Oh, their defense stops everybody, yada yada, and only ends when Patrick Mahomes takes you off behind the woodshed, which there is no shame in that. No, so I'm with you. It's not a panic. It was. A, it's not like he got blown out. It was a close game to a decent to a decent Bengals team. That's that's it. I mean, yeah. maybe maybe hope you get a little more out of your wide receivers than this, but is what it is. So we had two thrilling finishes um, in two games we did not expect to have. Both were okay. overtime. Let's start with the Bucks-Browns. That was the first one. Um, I hate that the Bucks are still going to win their division. Yeah, this team's garbage. I, I thought about picking the Browns, but I was like, okay, Tom Brady after a bye week. I can't, shouldn't really. Yeah, we shouldn't do it. And we should that, and we should have. This isn't this isn't Tom of the past. This isn't the Bucks of the past. This is the current Bucks. Who are shit. Their defense is shit. 
their O-line is getting more and more hurt. They can't run the ball. They can't pass the ball consistently. They're just bad. They're better than any other team in the AFC South, which is existentially horrifying. NFC. They're they both still bad. might be better than any team in the AFC South, but I did misspeak. Yeah, they're still the best team in their division, which is just just terrifying. So that's a thing. You know, the, the Buccaneers are bad, and I need to fully embrace that because they have that little <laughs> gasp against the Seahawks. You're like, okay, maybe they're starting to become mediocre, and then this. So fuck it. The Bucks are bad. They're going to be bad. They will make the playoffs because the NFC South is a unholy nightmare of bad football. And then they're going to lose in the first round. Listen, or upset they played, somebody because God is cruel. They play the Saints, the Buccaneers do next Monday night. God kill me. I think they can flex it starting at the start of December. Please flex it for Chiefs Bengals or, or 49ers Dolphins. Do America a favor, please. We're begging. In fairness to uh, the rest of the division, Carolina's only like, what, a game out? Two. Game and a half? Whatever it is, yeah. I mean, Carolina's in it, which is dumb. (laughs) Yeah. New Orleans is in it, which is also dumb. Um, Um, Go ahead. So, yeah, that's it. On the other side of the ball, congrats, Browns. You continue to hold tide. Now you get Deshaun back. Right, how far are they yourselves. out of the wild card? Out of the wild card? I will I'm take looking. a look. They can't be that... Oh, that's going to be tough. Like three games out? Mm. So the seven seed right they now can't lose another game. Pats, right? Yeah. Yeah, the Jets are seven and four. Good God, never thought I would say that at this point of the year. You know, let's let's move on to the Jets. I got nothing else on the Browns. Mike White will be the starter the rest of the year. I don't care what happens. Yeah. I know the Bears' defense is bad, but he threw for over 300 yards in pouring rain. That was awesome. That was the best their offense has looked all year. And, yeah, I know. You thought you just said great on a curve because the Bears' defense, but it was pouring in, in New Jersey. Pouring. It's not like they haven't played bad defenses this year, and it's not exactly like Zach lit those up. And you're like, okay, so they bench Zach. Maybe they got it. And then Mike White goes 300 yards. It's over for Zach. I think he might have taken his last snap as a Jets QB. Do, do the Raiders try to bring in Zach? No. No, no, no. Bring in his no. backup behind car. Want... Okay, maybe, but why it's do you the Raiders. want baggage? What do you expect? No, no, I can't argue with that. I'm, I can't. <laughs> You're right. It's the Raiders. Like that's the next game we're going to after this Jets game. Like the Bears, like, hey, you took your loss, whatever. You didn't have Justin Fields. That's a huge loss. He's been your best player all year, and the Jets looked really good. But like, the Raiders won a thrilling game in Seattle. That was one of the best games of the week. I <laughs> loved watching that game. I hated. That I was, I think I have Sunday tickets so I can watch the end of it. But that was a great back and forth game. Gino and Derek had a couple of horrific throws, but they both balled out. And Josh Jacobs, again, thank you. Neil, hold on. In my one league with one of my best friends back in Utah, 
So this league's on steroids, people. Like touchdown passes are six points. Every five rushing yards is a point. Anytime there's big yardage, like 40 plus yard touchdowns, you get more points. In that league, Josh Jacobs, I'm pulling it up right now. He had 76 points. Projected 21. That'll do it. That will indeed do it. But I have a bad loss for Seattle, yeah. They're starting to fall back to earth a little bit. A little bit. And I hate it. I do too. They they had that weird flat game in Germany against the Bucks, and I was like, okay, you're on the road, took you a minute to get started. But then you got ran over by the Raiders offense, which don't get me wrong, has some guys, but has not exactly been torching people this year. It's a little concerning that maybe they're down the stretch. The lack of team talent is starting to catch up with them. Maybe not. Maybe it's just a blip on the radar. But well, I mean, they lost their division lead, and if the playoffs started today, they're not in. That is unfortunate. And I need in them in. I want ways, that success story. Not the worst thing in the world. Higher draft pick, think- yeah. Do we think this team's a Super Bowl contender? They're fun. I'm loving the I just the want a man for the year. fun part of it. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm loving the Seahawks this year, but they've shown they have some they have some juice. They made some good draft picks recently. And coming up in this next draft, they might have a top 10 draft pick. Thanks, Denver. Oh, we're going to that game next. Yeah. So is them kind of cratering, not cratering, but just kind of petering out near the end of the year, ending up around like a nine and eight team. Is that the worst thing in the world? Better draft pick. You still have the Denver draft pick. You get to build on what was a strong first season. Look, I want them in the playoffs. They've been a fun story. Everyone's laughing at the Broncos, which great. That's my favorite pastime too, America. I just don't know if this team really has the juice to make it that far in the playoffs. If they do make it and, that's fine. That's not even an insult to them. Everyone thought they'd been the worst teams in the league this year. They've already overachieved like crazy. But coming down the stretch, they're going to have to play three games against the Niners, Kansas City on the road, and the Jets. That's concerning. I'm maybe two games against the Rams. Congratulations on your two wins, guys. But that three-game stretch might basically end their season right there. And I'm, okay. that sucks, but it's still a good run. Is the Jets game in Seattle or is it in New York? In Seattle. Damn. Damn it. Yeah, I I would agree with the take on – I feel like they need to get one of those wins out of three and then sweep the Rams. They're not winning the division. I don't – I think that ship is coming sail, come and gone. Mm-hmm. But um, the wild card's in play, and Washington may chuck it away. But I want to talk about the Broncos. I don't know how Nathaniel that Hackett has a job at the moment. And I know a hundred million dollar cap hit is a lot, <laughs> but it needs to be considered. I this is this is awful. I never seen a worse listen when Russell got traded. We all went, okay, they're a potential Super Bowl contender, but they still have to go through the Chiefs. And now we're talking about cutting Russell Wilson, taking a hundred million dollar cap cap hit. And I'm not joking. I know. I you're not the only person I've seen talk about it today. Like it's that like, bad. They they won't These do only it. Eight TDs this year. Eight. 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 
Like, this is kind of ruining his Hall of Fame career this year alone. Like, I'm, it, I don't know if it's an overreaction, but you can't put him in the Hall of Fame if he has a bad year like this and another one. He's not a Hall of Fame quarterback. No, I mean, and there's there's honestly potential they could finish three and three and fourteen. Hey, Seattle! <laughs> Congratulations. I mean, let, let's let's look at the rest of their schedule. I see maybe one win on here. Who is that? We'll get to it. So they play next week. They're at Baltimore. Then they play oh. Kansas City on what's supposed to be Sunday Night Football. Nah, I'm imagining that. that's not going to stick. Then they play the Cardinals. Oh, who are they beating? I'm looking at no, they're not winning a single game. They're, think they're the Rams no. are the only team I think they could possibly no. beat. Nope. Nope. And Dude, they can't serious. City they the can't score. They you're right. They can't score. I mean, the graphics been shown around. If they scored 19 points a game this year, they'd be like nine and two. They'd be one of the best teams in the league. But they can't fucking do that. And at early in the season, it's like, okay, they're getting a new system together. Like, maybe we'll see after the bye week. Yada, yada. No, it has not gotten better. It's been the same horrific bullshit every single game in and game out. You got trounced by the fucking Panthers. Are the Panthers maybe a little better than I'm giving them credit for? Maybe. But you still should have scored more than 10 fucking points against them. The the Raiders' defense is one of the worst in the league. 16. I can defend 10 against the Titans. 21 against Jacksonville somehow. They got housed by – they just bat. This is one of the worst offensive teams I've ever seen. Russell has declined. Hackett, you're right, should be fired yesterday, but I'm winning the end of the year. This is a disaster. I know we've covered this before, but this is straight up a disaster. Because you're right, we've gone from, is this team a Super Bowl contender, to can we cut Russell Wilson and how much damage will that do in 12 fucking weeks? It's This is unprecedented, almost. This is Herschel Walker bad. This is Herschel Walker trade bad for the Broncos. And I don't know what they can do. Maybe they try and rally. Maybe Tim Patrick was a bigger deal than we thought he was. No, 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 no. It doesn't even matter. Russell's making too many mistakes in the pocket. It's just just egregious. And here's the thing. They have a brand new ownership group. They don't give a shit. They'll – listen, if bad product on the field doesn't make money, if you have to suffer for like two years just to get rid of all this shit – it's worth considering. It really is. This whole unlimited shit Russell did, nah. When the season's over, if I'm the ownership group, I'm pulling him in like all that Broncos country, let's ride shit, gone. If you don't get your shit together, you're not going to have a job here. I will cut you. I will yeah. eat the dead cap, and I will rebuild this shit the way I want to. I'm dead serious. You're starting to see tension on the sidelines too. Like, like this the defensive players are bad. Yeah, it's just the ship sunk. How does the ownership group fix it? It's a brand new ownership group. Panthers, I'm the, sorry we didn't give you any love, but this is all about the Broncos. Sam Darnold played good. You put up 23 He's points against starter. a good Broncos defense. Congratulations, Panthers. I'll have nice things to say about you this week to the point where. Part of me goes, wow, if they can get this play to Darnold the rest of the year, they might sneak into the playoffs because the NFC South. But yeah, it's just another week, another god awful showing by the Broncos. They might be in line for one of the top like three picks this year. But they won't get it because it's going exactly. to Seattle. Exactly. And that is just mm. 
It's a, it's and I think Rams. they give away their future first round pick, right? Twenty twenty four. Uh, I let me. I can go back and look at that trade if you want to move on. Yeah. All right. Let's talk. Um, and it's really not talking. It's just acknowledging the Dolphins shit kicked the Texans. <laughs> That's what happened. We That's acknowledge that know. the Dolphins are better than the Texans. We acknowledge this before the game. We acknowledge they, it during, and we're acknowledging it after. They play the 49ers. We're going to see how great this Dolphins team is. Um, the last game, I don't think I missed a game here. Yeah, Falcons-Commanders. The Commanders damn near blew it against a bad Falcons offense. And that's all you need to know. The Falcons keep playing Mariota, and we are still calling for Desmond Ritter. It can't be worse. So, I am loving the commanders turn around they've been playing good football there's they're they're i think they're in the playoff picture right now they like are in a wild seed. card they're seventh seed it's great i love it i do have concerns though i think they're averaging the lowest yards per pass in the nfl yeah, since Heineke great. took over that is an issue mm-hmm. that is a bad issue to be honest with you that's 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 a giant red flag so i love this i love what they're doing i like brian robinson i like antonio gibson curtis samuel terry mclaurin uh Jahan dotson i like their weapons i think tiny tiny he's been a better starter than wins but that pass game scares me to the point where i don't know if they can keep this up well that was the problem in 2020 when heineke had the play for was it Fitzpatrick? No, yeah. no, no, it was Alex was Smith. Fitz... Wasn't it Alex Smith? Fitzpatrick was, last was year there the Fitzpatrick last year. Yeah, oh, okay. last year. Yeah. yeah, it was 2020 when Heineke got into the playoffs because Alex Smith damn near lost his fucking leg in life. Um, was it 20? God, when did Alex Smith get hurt? Was it 2020? God, jeez. I thought he played in 2020. I thought he came back and played, and that was like down the stretch. I thought that was the big deal. Oh my god, when did that? When did that? Was it 2018? I think it. I think he got hurt in 2018. I think yeah, he came back in 2020 and played. But I thought that was the Fitzpatrick year. Maybe it was. It was the year they thought. I thought last year was the Fitzpatrick year, and then he got yeah. Last year was the Fitzpatrick year. He got hurt with the hip injury. Didn't play the whole year. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> so anyway, I agree with that. It's the same issue they have when they made the playoffs, but their defense has actually been really good, and that's kind of helped them. It's weird that the Commanders did this. But on a serious note, the Commanders can get fucked. What they did oh God, to a man that did not deserve that. Oh, my God. I just – give me a minute. I just – Sean Taylor, a man. What the, fuck, what the fuck do you expect? That's the problem. Is it came out and everyone's like, "Oh, they should be horrified." Yeah, I'm like, "No, they shouldn't." This is this is who Washington is under Dan Snyder. This kind of low effort, like maximizing every single penny at the cost of everything, of all morals and anything. That's what they do. He's not even wearing football cleats. He's wearing fucking soccer cleats. They couldn't even get the right goddamn shoes on the stupid thing. And he was wearing Reebok pants with a Nike jersey. Well, I thought it was a Reebok jersey. Whichever. Whatever the combo was, it was wrong. No, the, I thought the combo... Let me look at it again. The So, it was supposed to be a memorial. It said it was a mannequin. 
with wires. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was bad. So disrespectful. Like I don't know why the NFL just doesn't remove Snyder. Just 15 years ago to his <laughs> the day right. he died. You're right. It's Reebok pants and a Nike jersey. Wow, guys, that's bad. Just fuck. Fuck the soccer cleats. That. Like, yeah, that's bad. That's, but that's the thing. They're, they should be selling. I hope they sell because, my God, this team will never be respectable until he's gone. They just won't be. I know they're kind of decent right now, but that's it. That's the highest of heights that they can get is kind of decent. I won't respect him until he's gone. No. God, no. Fuck no. There's nothing to respect about this stupid fucking team. All right, let's move on to week 13. I'm done with that. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. I do have the Denver trade details for you. Thank you. Thank you. They have given up 2020, the 2022 pick and the 2023 pick. So that's the last first rounder. They gave up last year's number nine and then this year's probably top 10 pick. The two second round picks, one for this next year. So that'll probably be pretty fucking good too. Mm. Basically a first rounder. And then a 2022 fifth, a fourth. So oh. this will be the last year a first conveys, but it'll be a first and a second for a team that, I mean, it still might be a quarterback away. Honestly, you get a right coach in there. You get somebody who's not spiraling like Russ. We're back to where we were before the season in Italy. But what can the Seahawks do with that top five pick? Whatever the fuck they want. I'm trying. Well, the question is, is Gino the guy? Yeah, do you shore up the O-line? Do you look at the young guys? Like, do you look at the C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, Will Levis of the world? Can they get Will Anderson? If it's high enough, yeah, they can get him as an edge rusher. Oh, my God. Could you imagine if they got Will Anderson? Yeah, the world is their oyster right now because they're not bad, as we discussed. I don't think their roster is particularly full of holes, so they're just looking to, like, luxury upgrades at that point. Like I, I think Will Anderson's to play for them. Out of Alabama, that edge rusher. If you don't know who he is, people, he's a fucking monster. That's what he is. Oh my god. I don't I don't hate that pick. Give them a lot oh. of juice in their pass rush for uh and Wilson on the other side. All right, let's move on to Thursday night football. Uh a disclaimer. We will not have an episode for you Thursday. We're gonna uh, recap in that game. We'll probably have to do that Sunday or Monday because I'm gonna be at a hockey game, and this is why. So 2020, my fiance and I, it was she was my girlfriend at the time. We planned to go to Colorado to go see the National Predators and the Colorado Avalanche. The Avalanche, my team, the Predators are her team. Well, COVID ruined that. Then we were supposed to see him last year in 2021, the Avalanche against the Sabres. So we moved to New York. Well, COVID paused the season, and then the re, the remake of that game was the day of her best friend's wedding, so I couldn't go to that game either. So this would be the first time I get to see him in person. I'm probably going to get a lot of bandwagon comments. And I don't care. I've been a fan since the late 90s. They were good then, just like now. So, anyway, we won't have a recap for you on this game probably until we do our Week 13 recap. But let's go over this game. The Bills are favored by five. It's in Foxborough. The Patriots are wearing their Boston Patriots jerseys, which are beautiful, spectacular. Are the Bills bringing Thunder with throwbacks too or not? Nah? All white. Okay, that's fine, but it's all it's it's a fine. You just, you just have to swap out the decal. It's sort of the old school Buffalo. It shouldn't be okay. Not I to know. trivialize, not to trivialize what equipment guys do. They have a, they do a lot of work. It's very hard. I don't want to trivialize you, but I just feel like in the grand world of shit, they would have to do 
just getting some of your white helmets and slapping a different buffalo on them. I saw the hard. video today. I'm pretty sure it's the normal helmet. Now, if they change their mind, we will not be upset. No, not at all. Having said that, this is the first Thursday night game where both teams actually can prepare properly. They both played on Thanksgiving. The Bills are fair by five. They don't have Von Miller. I don't think it will matter. No. Because I don't trust who's calling the plays for the Patriots, and I hate that because they should win this game because the Bills have not been good, but I'm just going to take the Bills with the cover. They can't lose this game, by the way. If you're Buffalo, you can't lose another division game. You're already one and two this year in division games. Who's their division win over? Is it the Pats? Um, no. Because they the lost to the Jets. Playing. They lost to the Dolphins. Are they 0-2? Did I, I get that wrong? I apologize if I did. Hold on. I think they're 0-2 in division, unless they've already played the Patriots. Because they've only played one game against the Dolphins to the last, but the game against the Jets they lost, and maybe they already played the Pats. They are 0-2. Kind of... Apologies. No, you're maybe good. It's a foreshadow. 0-2. <laughs> I'm with you. They'll be 1-2 after this game. The Pats offense is nothing burger. That's it. Their defense is good. Congratulations. But their offense sucks, and it's going to lose them this game. So... Let's see if Josh is healthier. He was a little better against the Lions, but not completely. Not consistently. He had some great drives that won them the game. So full marks there. But the rest of the game, he was a little up and down. And against a better team, that would be a problem. But I love you, Lions. You're not a better team. Yeah, I agree with that. Neil, anything to add before we uh, put a bow on tonight? No, I'm just going to sit back, watch the game. On Thursday. And hope that, yeah, and just hope that it's good more than anything else. I don't think it will be, but I hope it will be good. Right. Again, we'll recap Thursday Night Football for you next week. We'll have an episode to preview the rest of Week 13 on Wednesday for you. So, until then, we hope you have a great night. Bye.